Happy Friday, everybody. Good morning. Josh Elmer here with you on a Friday alongside my man, Mr. Connor Pasby. We made it to Friday, and some of us had to work harder than others this week to uh, to get to Friday. I'm back. Glad to be with you. Glad to be hanging out with you at uh, our regular Friday hunt. We are out here at Riverwind Casino today, and we will be passing along all of the amazing things happening out here at Riverwind, including the Beats and Bites Festival that rolls on and so, so much more. But uh, today is... Well, it's always exciting on a Friday on the home of Sooner fans, and it's always fun to be out here at Riverwind Casino. But this Friday, especially exciting for Oklahoma, because as best I can tell, Connor, today is Taylor Tatum Friday for Oklahoma, and all of the stars, all of the signs seem to be aligning and pointing toward Oklahoma landing a commitment today from the nation's top running back in the class of 2024. So we've got that and so much more from the uh, world of Oklahoma football and recruiting and SEC Media Days talking Oklahoma. So much to dive into today. But first things first, Connor, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed your week, Josh. Yeah, we finally made it. We had to grind it out to get to Friday, but we're finally here. Should be should be an exciting day for, for both of us. Well, get me caught up here. What, uh, what have I missed the past three days? I know, radio faux pas. Uh, what what has happened while I was out. But uh, have we moved safely past the Mike Wilbon controversy with Oklahoma and Brent Venables? Uh, somewhat. I think that got brought up again yesterday during the Plank Show and I think during the rush as well. But a lot of SEC media talk. And yesterday me and Plank dived into – we got into the what-ifs category. All the what-ifs oh. throughout Oklahoma football history. So that was pretty fun yesterday. Okay, toss a couple my way. What what uh, what were several that you talked about? Uh, Adrian Peterson, if he was healthy throughout his whole career at Oklahoma, and of course, if Demarco Murray played in the two thousand eight national sure. championship. So yeah, there's a few of the big ones. If you had beaten Georgia in the Rose Bowl, if you played better in that second half, the the one thing you hear time and time again is that Oklahoma team they were beating Alabama for the national championship if they had uh, won that Rose Bowl. So that would be toward the top of the what-ifs, and uh, you guys hit on it. DeMarco, for sure, not playing in that championship game. feel like uh, OU beats Florida if that's the case. But, uh, well, it's it's good to be back, and today is, uh, we, we think, we hope, right, a fun day for Oklahoma recruiting. And let's see here. The commitment of Taylor Tatum, if you, you get it, According to the team rankings that are out there, and I'm looking at 24-7 sports, if Oklahoma grabs that commitment, they would jump up to number 16 nationally with that commitment per 24-7 sports' team rankings right now with plenty plenty left out there for Oklahoma in this class. That doesn't even, uh, of course, mix in David Stone. That doesn't uh, doesn't mix in Williams, Winery, Nigel Smith, a bunch of others that are still. We think, uh, you know, David Stone definitely. We feel pretty confident in. I, I hear that folks. I, I hear folks waffling a little bit at times. Their confidence in Williams, Winery, but uh, I still feel like that is uh, is headed Oklahoma's direction. But long story short, things uh, things look good. 
for Oklahoma in this 2024 recruiting cycle. And uh, though they're number 22 right now in the 24-7 sports teams, team rankings, you jump up to number 16 with the uh, Tatum commitment later on today if you get it for Oklahoma with, again, plenty left out there for OU. So how are we feeling on the recruiting front? I missed a commitment this week, one that we thought uh, was going to happen. Oklahoma did, in fact, secure the commitment from uh, wide receiver Zion Raggins. What, uh, what was the... What was the feedback, Connor? Were folks excited? Uh, yeah, very excited. I mean, that's a speedster, Josh. I mean, five seven, five eight, lightning speed. We saw. Yeah, he uh, won the one hundred meter dash as a freshman in the state of Georgia, which is really impressive. So we got yeah, great feedback for him. And I feel like people are excited to see him in OU uniform. Boy, the uh, the job that Emmett Jones has done with wide receivers at Oklahoma, both in the transfer portal game. And in this recruiting class, Emmett Jones has uh, has stepped in and done a really, really good job for Oklahoma. Now you look at Zion Kearney, Ivan uh, Carrion, who you had the flip from Texas Tech, Zion Raggins, and K.J. Daniels and Dozy Ezukama. Oklahoma's in a nice little spot with uh, wide receivers in this class. And when you think about skill guys, of course, we think Xavier Robinson – about to be joined today by Tatum, you just got to feel great about what this staff, I mean, what Emma Jones has done, and DeMarco Murray, I mean, we've talked about it a lot over uh, the course of, of this cycle and over the last couple of recruiting cycles that if there were ever any early concerns, and there were, there were with DeMarco Murray, boy, that uh, that has surely changed, hasn't it, Connor? And it looks like Oklahoma's about to land the uh, the top running back in this class a little bit later today. So it could turn into, uh, it's, you know, of course, always a party when we're hanging out at Riverwind Casino, but could be uh, uh, especially a party on this Friday here in a little bit. Yeah, safe to say that DeMarco Murray can recruit, but, man, if we're just talking about the skill guys for Oklahoma, the 2024 class, uh, looks really good. I mean, Devon Mitchell, I know he's a tight end, but, man, he's going to get really involved in the passing game. He reclassified. He'll be a four-star in that class. So the class just keeps on getting better for Oklahoma. And on Devon Mitchell, still, uh, you know, still obviously, you know, not not the number one tight end that he was in the, the 2025 cycle, but uh, – Still really, really talented. College ready. You flip on the tape and just looks like somebody that is an incredible athlete. So I'm not getting super caught up in the fact that uh, he jumped up, you know, one class and has, has dipped a little bit in some of the rankings. And I think that has time to correct itself before, obviously, uh, he, he would wind up signing with Oklahoma. So feels like it's going to be a, a fun day for Oklahoma on the recruiting trail uh, what, what do all of you think out there? Where's this class going to wind up for Oklahoma? The the big keys, again, remain uh, remain up front, have to land the David Stones, have to land the Winaries, the Nigel Smiths, on and on and on of the world in this class for Oklahoma. But, again, you, you get up with the, the commitment of Tatum today to number 16 nationally, and it just looks like, again, Connor, this thing is tracking toward definitely top 10 for Oklahoma and inside the top five, who knows where it winds up for OU. So this staff, the way that they are recruiting, uh, I tweeted it out after, uh, oh, gosh, who was, the, uh, who was the commit right before Raggins? 
you know, felt like at that Devon Mitchell felt like after Devon Mitchell that the way this staff was recruiting Connor. Well, you had you had Jaden ja- Jackson too, the the defensive lineman. Thank you. Yes, that's that's actually the name I was thinking of. The the su- surprising flip in a moment uh, for some for Oklahoma, where you thought maybe it was going Miami's direction, maybe you thought it was going Texas's direction. The, the way this staff is recruiting Connor, it's uh, the the only missing piece. I tweeted this out. The only missing piece, and I get it, I get it. It's the most important piece, <laughs> but it's can they go win? Can they go turn six and seven into a Big Twelve championship this season? And if the answer to that question is yes, I kind of feel like even independent, separate from whatever happens on the field for Oklahoma, I wouldn't have said this several months ago, but I've kind of shifted my belief here a little bit to. Even if Oklahoma isn't quite where everybody wants it to be in 2023, if uh, Oklahoma's not that double-figure win team, even though I think they should be against this schedule, I still think Oklahoma's closing with a really, really good recruiting class. But if you if you look at where Oklahoma's at right now, and I do expect Tatum to commit to Oklahoma today, and, and what's coming down the pipeline still remaining in this class for Oklahoma, even if even if OU's not that double-figure Big 12 champion team that we hope Oklahoma is and morphs into in 2023, I still think it's a great signing class. But if Oklahoma's that team that we think and hope and want Oklahoma to be, who knows the the surprises that could still be in this class for OU, a flip here or a flip there. We, we've already seen one, right, in Jaden Jackson that maybe we didn't necessarily see coming for Oklahoma this staff, they're closers. They can really, really recruit. Imagine, Connor, the way they can recruit as soon as you stack double-figure wins and conference championships in the mix for Oklahoma. As soon as, hey, we we want you to come be a part of this and building this at Oklahoma for the future. We see the potential in you and the potential of what that can mean for Oklahoma. As soon as the on-field results, and you could still sell that potential in the SEC, as soon as all of that coalesces and marries together for OU oh my goodness I mean who knows what this staff could do on the recruiting trail well that that's the most important thing you got to combine the both you got to get a 10 win plus season this upcoming year and then you get a top 10 class in the 2024 class then oh man you feel feel really good about the move to the SEC well it should be a fun Friday we're hoping we're thinking for Oklahoma on the recruiting trail and you know I gotta say I have to say, Connor, mission accomplished for our Oklahoma foot soldiers down there at SEC Media Days. I didn't expect. uh, Maybe I should have. But uh, Oklahoma, Texas, you'd have to say that duo, right? Maybe it's just the the orbit that, you know, you and I are gravitating in or existing in. But Oklahoma, Texas, Dare I say that was the big storyline this week at SEC Media Days was, hey, what do you think about Oklahoma-Texas next year joining the SEC? Yeah, I mean, it got brought up so much. I mean, Pittman, Mark Stoops, uh, Heupel, I know Shane Beamer got asked it. So, yeah, that question was getting thrown around to almost about every coach in the SEC on Media Day. I'm sure the afternoon fellas uh, had plenty of thoughts about this, but I thought it was great. Great to see Josh Heupel say what he said. We'll share it with you next if you haven't heard it. 
Plus, uh, we're just getting underway. It's the Plank Show here on a Friday. We are optimistic that today will be a big day for Sooner Recruiting. It's already been a good week with the commitment of Raggins, and we think it's just about to get a little bit better for Oklahoma. The Sooners, they are the talk of the town at SEC Media Days and uh, a familiar face, a championship face from Oklahoma. One, Mr. Josh Heupel, had thoughts on his relationship with Oklahoma from SEC Media Days this week. We'll share it with you next. It's the Plank Show just underway, hanging out today at Riverwind Casino. Uh, Your uh, phone calls, they're welcome on, guess what, the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000, plus the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You know it always, Ref Army. It is always all yours, 405-651-3439. Just underway, Josh and Connor here with you. It's the Plank Show on a Friday. Back with you, it's the Plank Show on a Friday. Hanging out today, Riverwind Casino. Hour number one, by the way, of the Plank Show. It's presented by Van Hoos Fence. Check them out online, vhfence.com, 405-735-1167. I guess I could tell you, too, probably a lot of you already know this, but the Taylor Tatum decision will be at 11 o'clock Central Time today and uh i've been digging you tell me or maybe the text line can fill us in here is this going to be streamed on instagram live or the 24 7 sports channel or on three or or anything best i can tell nobody has uh said anything outside of yep the decision's coming at 11 a.m oh here we go i found okay i found something we got his announcement will be live on longview game day channel on youtube okay there you go thank you I knew it had to be streamed somewhere. I mean, come on. This is the top running back in the class. Got to got to have a broadcast, you, you, right? You would think so. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I guess that's like his high school maybe broadcasting side or channel. Yeah. Just another reason Sooner Nation to fall in love with Mr. Taylor Tatum. Look at that. He is uh he's a company man. He is a program guy. Doing it for the, the, the hometown stream, right? We, we would love that if it was uh, krefsports.tv. Someone said Facebook, too, so you can catch out Facebook, YouTube. Those, I think those are the two main ones for his commitment. Well, we will be on the lookout for that. We're feeling good, right? Feeling great. Feeling pretty good, not only football, but, man, Josh, a really good two-sport guy. He's really good on the baseball diamond. And you explained to me we have an unaccounted for looky here from one Skip Johnson. Looky here from Skip this morning. Let me see what time that was. I think it was, I think it was this morning. Bright and early from Skip. Oh, man. Okay, well, that's. Oh, uh, not, not bright and early. He tweeted, he tweeted at uh, 8 o'clock this morning. Eh, that's bright and early for some. Yeah. <laughs> bright and early for some. Uh, I, yeah, probably. That's not a 6 a.m. looky here, but uh, hey, you know, again, for some, an 8 a.m. looky here, hey, that's. Uh, that is early. So teased it before the break. Oklahoma has been the they've been the talk of the town, Connor, and Texas too. The the Sooners and Longhorns joining the SEC. It's been one of the driving topics this week at SEC Media Days. And well, of course, you know this, I know this. Tennessee head football coach Josh Heupel, national championship winning quarterback at the University of Oklahoma. Didn't necessarily end great at OU after the 2014 season. Contract wasn't renewed. 
And, uh, of course, that led Heupel to go to what? Utah State and, and then, uh, you know, climbing up the ranks all the way back to where now he's got Tennessee football. Connor, he's got the Vols with the most excitement that program has had since when? The, the 2000s? It, yeah, been a long time. Picked up a win against Alabama. Then, of course, they won the Orange Bowl. You got a new quarterback now with Milton. So, yeah, things are looking good for Heupel and Tennessee. Things look good. Signed a five-star quarterback as well that folks are excited about. Now you don't have to, similar to Oklahoma's situation with Jackson Arnold, you don't have to press your five-star quarterback into duty immediately with uh, with Milton there. So, Things are looking up at Tennessee football like they've not looked up in some time for the Volunteers. And yet, when we have conversations or have had conversations about Josh Heupel around here in Norman, Oklahoma, in OKC, in Tulsa, in the state of Oklahoma in general, what has been the what's been the prevailing thought or question, Connor? For Heupel? For Josh Heupel. Like how, how OU fans feel about him, you mean? Well, and how Josh Heupel feels about Oklahoma, right? There's sort of there's been this notion out there that uh, because of the way things ended with Josh Heupel as Oklahoma's offensive coordinator, that their the, the relationship has uh, let's say it's seen better times, right? And anyways, Josh Heupel was asked about that this week, his relationship with Oklahoma, and I thought this was a great moment. The relationship with Oklahoma really isn't complicated. I got nothing but great memories uh, of the people and, uh, you know, my time there. Um, I I certainly do. And it's a huge, you know, I got a chance to talk about Mike Leach uh, a few minutes ago back uh, backstage and and, uh, in the interview. And, you know, everybody there helped shape who I am and and where I'm at today and and, uh, still got a lot of great friends and teammates that live back there. So, um the opportunity to go back to Oklahoma, yeah, I wish they were coming to, to Knoxville first, but uh, uh, I say that jokingly, but um, looking forward to that opportunity. That's a long ways down the road, man. Focused on 23, but uh, uh, that'll be a unique day in my career, obviously, to go back there. It was from Beamer, whether it was from Hypo, whether it was from, you know, insert head football coach talking about Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah, yeah, that's a little ways down the road. Uh, Still have to play 2023 first, but I I wouldn't expect any different from Heupel in a public setting. And I'm hopeful that those are honest words right there from Josh Heupel because everybody wants that relationship to, okay, is is it going to be perfect because you're not the offensive coordinator here and you're not the head football coach here? Maybe not, but everything sort of worked out okay for all parties, right? Yeah. Life well, goes on. Yeah. Things move on, Connor. Josh Heupel's having a ton of success at Tennessee. Oklahoma fans, hey, you got the head football coach you wanted in Brent Venables. 2023, it's going to be much, much better. We hope. We think. We're optimistic in, in than it was in 2022. Recruiting, man, it's just going great for Oklahoma, for Venables, for this staff. So I'm here to tell you everything's going all right for all parties, right? So there's no reason to have any sort of public animosity. I wouldn't have expected that from Josh Heupel, but I hope that this, and I, with the full understanding and transparency here, Connor, that (laughs) there's somebody that's going to text or call or would say, well, the only animosity, the reason there's animosity is because you're talking about it, Josh (laughs) Helmer, or you're talking about it, Connor. Yes, the media plays a role in, in some of that, no doubt. 
But uh, hopefully with this being said by Heupel and eventually Tennessee, which is going to be a fabulous home game, by the way, that home oh, yeah. slate, uh, the SEC trio of opponents you get in that first season with Alabama, with Tennessee, with South Carolina is just going to be fantastic. But hopefully, right, now if there's any repairing of fences to be done, hopefully this is step one, or there's already been steps one, two, and three behind closed doors. But publicly, hopefully this is step one to where we can all just move on and say, hey, you know what, this was a national championship winning quarterback at the University of Oklahoma. And, oh, by the way, doing great at Tennessee, and we're doing just fine right here too. Yeah, Heibel didn't like how it ended at Oklahoma, but you're right. Both sides have uh, moved on from this, and Heibel knows that Oklahoma is who made me and who's got me to this point today, leading a really good football team at Tennessee. So I'll be really interested to see when Tennessee and Heupel comes back to Norman. Uh, man, what 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 is that fan base going to be like? Well, you, do you he, think he, maybe maybe a mixture? You'll see. I mean, I think a bunch of applause for Heupel. I don't think, I don't think there will be any negative. I mean, there might be, and when I say I don't think there will be any negative, that might be uh, disingenuous in the sense that you've got a couple right in every crowd, but generally speaking, the reception i think will be so overwhelmingly positive for josh heupel when he comes home assuming that nothing goes horribly horribly wrong between now and then for uh hypo i mean everything feels like it's on this obvious trajectory for you know josh heupel unless he took another gig you know it's hard to forecast that anything would go so awfully wrong that he wouldn't be the head coach when tennessee comes here but uh to me, it's just going to be a great reception for Heupel, and it should be. Should be in a great game and a great atmosphere. I mean, you talked about the home slate, but bringing Tennessee back, Heupel, the connections there, it's going to be, it's going to be a great game in Norman. And let's hope that uh, Tennessee, you know, look, I'm not in the business of spending a bunch of time rooting for Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU, Tennessee, anybody, right? But, uh, well, South Carolina kind of have a little bit of a soft spot there for Shane Beamer and company. But, uh, you know, I got it. Generally speaking, rooting for Oklahoma, and that's where the heart's at, and that's where where it ends, right? I don't need to be rooting for anybody else. But for the SEC and for college football, I think it's fun when Tennessee is good. You know, just strictly as a viewer, Tennessee, Georgia, want that game to be good right i thought it was great to see tennessee finally beat alabama last season i mean you waited so long for it it's nice to see tennessee back playing good football again am i losing sleep over it when things aren't going great in knoxville (laughs) absolutely not but uh, i also think it's good i also think it's good to see tennessee playing good football and uh, definitely will be rooting for, for Josh Heupel when it doesn't affect Oklahoma. And I did gain some respect from Heupel yesterday when he said there's only one UT, and that is Tennessee, and one, one <laughs> shade of orange. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yes, uh, very well done. Very well done, Heupel. So uh, we've got we, – we have True hanging on? Yeah, we got True. Let's, let's slide Mr. True Sooner in before we take a T.O. True Sooner on the – well, on the, the hotline where we're hanging out at today, the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. What's up, True? Good morning. How was your vacay, man? Was it, was it, did you do anything fun? It was good. Yeah, it was good uh, probably more than anything. Just time with the girlfriend and the family and just some general 
R&R, sort of, you know, as best I could, totally uh, ducked out of the sports world for a couple of days. Didn't totally do it, as you would probably suspect, but no, I was good, man. Uh, Much needed, and I'm ready. I'm ready for the long haul. I'm ready for football season now. You know, I didn't, I never understood, um, I understood that maybe there was some animosity between Stoops and Heupel, but I never understood where everybody thought, well, you know, Fans, you know, that, I mean, the fans are going to give him a standing ovation. I mean, maybe possibly one of the biggest standing ovations for an opposing, you know, player in the, in the history of, 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 you know, of OU football. I and mean, I can't imagine anybody. I mean, we're, you know, we're fans disgusted with the offense in 2014, you know, definitely. But, I mean, jo- and, and Josh, I'm sure Josh's feelings were hurt. Because if you remember back then, Josh, it was – it was uh, – uh, a lot of people were saying that he was the future, uh, he, that he would take over for Soups at some point. Sure they did. You know, they thought, they, they thought that he was the he was the golden child, not Lincoln Riley. I mean, they thought he was the guy that, you know, all his knowledge and the fact he was like a coach on the field, you know, in his playing days and, you know, all that stuff. So I don't see any animosity that, you know, has Stoops and him worked out – the thing about it is Josh is not a dumb guy. He's a head coach, and if his offense at Tennessee, if it doesn't work, guess what? He's going to fire his offensive coordinator. You know, so so Josh is a. I'm sure he understands understands how bad that offense was uh, toward the end of his tenure. Business is business, right? And it's it's really I think as simple as that. And it you know, it would be one thing if we weren't all sitting where we're sitting today. Again, I just come back to it's worked out for everybody, right? I mean, he's having so much success at Tennessee. It looks like they're slated for their brightest times that they've had in years. And, you know, it's a little bit different for me, Venables versus, say, a Hypel, because Venables, even though he was at OU so long, guess what? Again, he, he leaves, he goes somewhere else, has a ton of success, and, and then he comes back to Oklahoma as the head football coach. It's, I think... It's better for Heupel that he left, had success elsewhere, and, and now has this uh, this great blossoming career. I don't know that maybe his uh, trajectory would have been would have been as great if he just went OC to head coach at Oklahoma. Well, and there wasn't, and with Stoops, there was no there was no drama as far as there was nothing aired out in the media. You know, a lot a lot of coaches may fire somebody, you get all these rumors, and then. There's a lot of animosity, and, and there's a lot of, you know, this was a deal that had to be done back nine years ago. It had to be done, and like you said, it worked out for everybody, and and it, it, I don't remember there being any anything flying around rumor-wise, or it was just a plain, this is a business deal. We got a, our, our offense has gone stale. We got it, you know, and, and Lincoln was, you know, you know, Lincoln changed that, obviously, when he came in. Um, but but I just can't imagine at this point. Now does now does Heifel, does he want to just pound OU? I'm sure he's going to want to, you know. And, and, and is there a little and is there a little extra juice for him in that game? Probably going to be. But I just can't imagine. He, he's too smart of a guy to take it to take it so personally. 
Right. Yeah, it just doesn't do anybody any good. And guess what? There's going to be a little bit of extra juice for Oklahoma, too. I, again, I think the reception will be overwhelmingly right. positive. But, of course, OU wants to win that game over Heupel in Tennessee and will want to every single time they line it up. That's just being competitors. There's nothing unusual yeah. about that. Are we, have you heard any rumors about us getting anybody else besides Tatum today? I mean, as far as the weekend goes, are we close on anybody else? You know, I haven't, but uh, obviously you got other dates uh, coming up right around the corner. I think everybody's like, is uh, is David Stone just magically going to happen when you least expect it, right? But uh, I'm right, not, right. you know, not anticipating something like right. that. All right, man. Hey, have a good one. You hey, too. Have a great weekend, True. Taking a timeout. Hour number one. We are rolling along. What did uh, what did everybody else have to say at SEC Media Days and? I mean, I think we're still fair game, right, to think about, talk about more what we heard, what we saw at Big 12 Media Days. At least for me, I didn't, uh, you know, didn't talk a lot about what, say, Danny Stutzman and Dylan Gabriel, Jonah Laulu, what uh, what everybody, uh, Drake Stoops, what everybody said from uh, Big 12 Media Days. And even the, even the head coach, Brent Venables, uh, probably haven't reacted a ton to that. So... We'll keep doing that this morning. It's the Plank Show. You want to dive in, you are uh, right up next in line. Josh and Connor right here. It's the Plank Show on a Friday on The Wrap. It's Friday. You know what that means. Outside of, of course, this being Taylor Tatum Day. And Oklahoma secures the number one running back in the 2024 class day. It means we're hanging out over here at Riverwind Casino. I am here until noon. And then... uh, I will toss the ref baton over to Steelman and Thune from 12 to 2. We're just outside of Chips and Ales if you want to come say hello on this uh, Friday. Would uh, more than welcome that. And, of course, want to remind everybody, Collective Soul tonight for Beats and Bites. The show starts at 8, doors open at 7. Some tickets, they are still available to purchase online or at the box office and uh, you can do so, again, at riverwind.com. So it uh, should be fun. Tickets, uh, I believe, only $10, and, again, available online or at the box office for Collective Soul tonight, July 21st. Well, we've got uh, the text line is a booming already. That is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405 651 Thirty-four, thirty-nine, and let's just rifle through a couple what we've got so far today this is from realtor chris i normally don't don't get too amped up about a recruit making a decision but i've got a sneaking suspicion that today's decision in well this was when it was sent in 115 minutes so i don't know what is the math on that now that is 60 carry the in so that is ju- just under two minutes or just under two hours is when he sent that text 77 minutes from now, 76 minutes from now, uh, it will have a big impact on the rest of the recruiting season and possibly my my weekend if it goes south. Well, I'm hoping, hoping, uh, Realtor Chris, that we have some good news to pass along for you in short order. I think we're going to. Hopefully it does not go south. Don't bring that on, Realtor Chris. Oh, Gunny has checked in this morning. Good morning, Gunny of Stutzman's Army. Josh and Connor, let's go, fellas. We are all hoping today goes well with a skip. Looky here. Looky here from Skip. 
That made that made my morning already seeing that from Skip Johnson. Frisco Sooner. As as long as OU keeps getting the type of kids that they're recruiting now, if that continues, I'm not worried about them entering the SEC. And if any anyone is worried about Venables and his staff not being up to the challenge, don't be. He may be green as a head coach, but he's smart and will outwork others. That's who he is, and that's who this team will be. Well, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be worried if OU's going to continue to put up big-time classes like this and like they're on the verge of doing so in this 2024 class right now at 22. But there's some other big guys on the board, four-star, five-star kids. I guess other people were wondering the same question I was, Connor. Angry Ronnie texted and said, Morning, is Tatum going live on a specific media platform or is it just an edit from one Hayes Fawcett? So other people were asking the same question I was. And uh, where did we say it's the the school YouTube page? Okay, it is at Texarkana Game Day. Longview Tex- Game Day. Texarkana Game Day? Longview Game Day? Yeah, it has Texarkana and then <laughs> like a dash of Longview, Longview Game Day. Well, let me ask you this. I'm going to try a little experiment right here, okay? <laughs> this is live experiment on the air here. I'm guessing if we go to YouTube and type in Taylor Tatum, maybe we can find it? That could possibly be the easier idea to do. And the experiment says, uh, <laughs> no, it's not right at the top okay, of the page. Okay, Texarkana so. Game Day does pop up. We type in Texarkana, and then Game Day will pop up. Texarkana Game Day. Well, whatever. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be on YouTube and uh, streaming over there, and you can find it that way. Uh, a couple of thoughts out there on Josh Heupel as well. Uh, Jim in Arlington says th- there is in fact still some awkwardness. Uh, a podcast, uh, which podcast, Jim? By the way, podcast said there's still some awkwardness between Josh and Bob. Uh, Josh didn't attend a recent funeral to avoid that. I hope they mend fences. Well. Again, yeah, there might be uh, privately some awkwardness, and you do just hope that all of that is uh, is mended, right? And and I wouldn't expect uh, I wouldn't expect any public negative remarks from Hypo or Oklahoma or anybody. It just doesn't do anybody any good to be to be publicly antagonistic or combative right i mean it just doesn't do anybody any good so and i I would hope that i mean if there is still some awkwardness let's just repair it and move on everyone i mean it is what it is it's big college football and sometimes tough decisions have to be made yeah and it's it's been a it's it's been a long time now since josh heibel is here at oklahoma and he's in a better spot right now leading a really good program so i don't think there's (laughs) going to be any awkwardness whatsoever when he does come back to norman i think he's going to get a lot of applause from fans from the 918, Connor, a uh, nice little rave review here. Josh couldn't recruit. <laughs> <laughs> we were, Yeah, we were getting some of those texts. Oh, man. Uh, do we have uh, Sean sitting on hold? We do. You want to get to Sean? Uh, well, let's take a T.O. I'm sorry, Sean. I've, I've rambled a little too long here. I want to give you the full run. I don't want you to be scrunched up against it. So let's take a timeout, final timeout of our number one. We'll take your phone calls, and we'll keep uh, ripping through the text line here to close our number one. And then uh, what about Big 12 Media Days? What what did the players have to say? Stutzman and Dylan Gabriel and others haven't shared any of that with you yet this morning. We can do that as well. 
Taking a timeout, it's the Plank Show wrapping up hour number one with your phone calls next right here. It's the home of Sooner fans. Back with you, closing up hour number one. It is the Plank Show. We're hanging out at Riverwind Casino. Collective Soul tonight in the Showplace Theater. They still have tickets available. Doors open at 7, show at 8. And, uh, of course, the Beats and Bites rolls on throughout the summer, August 26th. Gary Allen will uh, be out here. And uh, gates open uh, for that show at 5 o'clock. But, of course, uh, that's all the way. About a month into the future, you can get tickets, though, if you, you want to beat the rush for Gary Allen. Closing up hour number one right here. The uh, the text line reminds us, Connor, do not uh, do not forget Oklahoma Hoops has picked up a commitment from one Dayton Forsyth last night for uh, Mr. Porter Moser in Oklahoma. So things are happening on the Cruton Trail for Hoops. Yeah, point guard from Dale, Oklahoma. He's a really good player. Uh, Arguably one of the best players in the state of Oklahoma, so that's a big get for Porter Moser. Gets the uh, gets the party started, I believe, right, in the 24 cycle for OU, so we can dive into that this morning as well. Sean has been patient on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. That's 405-329-9000. Sean, what's up? Good morning. Good morning, Josh. I'm glad to have you back. Hope you had an enjoyable vacation. Uh, Appreciate that. Thank you. On the Heupel deal, uh, taking aside his great career as a player, let's just stick with coaching. And first of all, Bob should have no awkwardness. He didn't do anything. He hasn't been awkward in this. I mean, Oklahoma educated, clothed, and fed Josh, and as a coach, put him in the 1% earner in human history. So I don't know what OU's got to feel bad about. It had to be done. He could not recruit. He inherited Landry Jones. Every quarterback he recruited was off campus 18 months after he left. What He couldn't develop a short yardage running game, which drastically set back Blake Bell as a quarterback in his development. I mean, that's uh, You had to make him a fullback. But who are the great QBs that came through OU under Josh Heupel? He's the only OC that didn't win a conference title, too, by the way. I mean, who are these great QBs that we had when he was here that he developed and turned into big-time quarterbacks? No, I mean, it's it's all fair points. And, again, that's why the, the decision was warranted. A change needed to be made at the time. And, ultimately, again, I just keep coming back to it's been good for all parties, right? I mean, sometimes sometimes professionally the the step backwards winds up being – two or three steps forward. Sometimes you got to take that step backwards first. He was able to get, I mean, and, and I agree with this. He was, and he was that, and he was able to leave Oklahoma. His entire coaching development had been under one system, including the one year at Arizona when Mike was uh, head coach out there. He was able to step outside of that bubble and find out how things work at other places and how other things are done. And he's done a great job with that. But this whole being mad at OU by him for moving on is silly. He wouldn't mention the name of his alma mater for years. That's silly. So I don't know what OU has to feel bad about or anybody involved with OU during that thing. They weren't the ones that acted like children. Well, and having said that, he will still get a gladiator's welcome back to Owen Field at Oklahoma. 
understood. He was a great player. He was. A, he did a great job. But the coaching time here, I, I come back to it. They had a hard time re- recruiting quarterbacks and developing them. That's fact. I mean, Cody Thomas, Trevor Knight, Kendall Thompson. I mean, uh, who are the stars out of that group? And, and not just here, but went anywhere and were stars. So, anyway, but I agree with you. Stepping outside of it was a good thing. Anyway, good to have you back, bud. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Sean. Have a wonderful weekend. That's it for hour number one. We'll continue taking your phone calls, your text messages. Big 12 Media Days, a little roundup next. Uh, plus, again, all of the coaches talk about OU at SEC Media Days. So both of those items coming your way next. That's it for hour number one. Don't go anywhere, though. We got plenty of Sooner football talk coming your way right here on the, the home of Sooner fans.